I'm Tracy Burns. I am a financial advisor with UBS. This podcast is called Five Things because you're going to learn five things and move the heck on. We are all busy. We all have things to do. But I am on a mission to help women through divorce transition, empower them. I have a super soft spot for female founders and entrepreneurs. And of course, closing the wage gap. I have three young adults, two are women, and I have a personal interest in getting us all there so that they too can experience that the difference and the gap no more. So please listen before we move on here today to our previous podcast. We've done five things your business should be thinking about now, the five people you should be surrounding yourself with. I interviewed Cindy Eckerd, self-made billionaire, and she says, you need to be quirky. She gives her reasons why. Recently, we just did the CEO of a new SPAC, special purpose acquisitions company. Amazing. She talked about the five things she learned from that experience. And most recently posted the five things you need to think about when looking for a board seat, because of course we need more women on boards. So today I am so super excited to talk about this, especially because this rock star woman, I had the privilege of calling a coworker. Trisha Kelly is senior vice president, wealth management with UBS. Trisha and I met kind of serendipitously through um, really, we, it was online during COVID that we were at events together virtually, have this mutual um, respect for each other, and more importantly, interest in health. Trisha's been in the business for 30 years, but her practice is focused. And her tagline, I love, health is wealth. She's going to explain all this to us, but big fat caveat to everyone listening. We are not going to talk numbers here. This is not a financial podcast, even though you got two FAs talking to each other. She's going to tell us her story and why functional medicine is what we all really should be thinking about. So first, Trisha, thank you for taking the time to be here and tell us your story. Oh, God, so happy to be here. Thank you so much, Tracy. I appreciate the time. So just by way of background. Let's just like give, if you could give us, you know, the, the little elevator pitch on where you were, which, which wasn't so great and how you got out of it. Yeah. Good place to start. So, you know, I'll start with my backstory. Everybody's got a backstory. I know at our age, especially. <laughs> Absolutely. We, we, we've got a lot to tell. Um, so for me and this probably isn't unusual for other people. I was in this, this marriage, um, this unhappy marriage for a very long time. And, you know, I wasn't living up to myself. I was not living this authentic life by any stretch for me and, and my kids. I've got four kids. I've got four daughters. I was in a marriage that really needed to end. and, And I just kept putting it off. I, I was too busy. It was really, you know, the, for me, it was the path of least resistance. So I didn't have time, you know, I was yeah. too busy. So because it's daunting, right? To end a marriage. Uh, it's, yeah. Oh, the, I mean, the, the paperwork alone is like, <laughs> right? the paperwork. <laughs> yes. So, all right, you know that song Stuck in a Moment by U2? It's like one of my favorites. Yes. I mean, it's killer. Right. Uh, I'm telling you, I played this song hundreds of times in my car. And it's in my car where I was doing my best crying. It was the only place I could cry. I couldn't go home and cry in front of my kids, right? right, right. I was a rock star for my kids. I, I wasn't going to bend there. So I would play this song over and over. And I kept hearing, you got to get yourself together. You're stuck in a moment and you can't get out of it and stand up straight and carry your own weight. 
my God, that just sent me on a new path. So fast forward, I got out of the quicksand and, and I just made it happen. I just did it. So when the divorce was over, I went full speed ahead. I was charged up. So weirdly enough, um, I know I know it's such a scary thing to do, but I was so excited. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't worried about a thing. I, I wasn't worried about that great unknown out there. I was wide open to anything. This is after your divorce. Yeah. And and I'm telling you, this was so weird. I mean, I mean, I must have manifested all these good things that I needed to have. Yeah. The doors started flying open for me. So I'm telling you, it was no coincidence looking back that door number one was the Cleveland Clinic's new functional medicine department. Many of you have probably heard of this. Um, if not, you've heard of Dr. Mark Hyman or Dr. Nate Bergman, a couple of the founders. They drew literally thousands of patients in the first year. Okay. They couldn't keep up with the demand. They had a two year wait list. My friends were dying to get in. So looking back, I get it all now. It's, it's six years later, knowing what I know now and, and the people that I've met in these incredible stories, I think functional medicine is, is the future of conventional medicine and it's available right now. It's here. Well, it's the timing's perfect because of COVID. But wait, I want to back up a little bit to the door flying open at the Cleveland Clinic. Like, did you drive up? Did you happen to be going for coffee and say, hey, I should go in there? Like, how did that even happen? Because that that in and of itself feels like that was orchestrated from above. Well, absolutely was. I mean, I mean, the word got out and because and you'll learn this as we go, because of all this freaky stuff that was going on in my life. I was in tune to, to hearing about this functional medicine approach that I'd been hearing a little bit about. You know, I had bits and pieces of it. Of it. All I could think of is it, you know, am I going to be eating granola? I didn't know. Okay. Right. I, had no, I didn't know anything. I just knew that something had to give here. And I was, I was ready now for the first time to concentrate on my health. Yeah. I mean, that's like such a powerful statement right then and there because, and I think this is the plight of so many working mothers. Um, yeah. right. We, we, and just like you're saying, you, you didn't even have the time to get divorced for God's sakes. Like <laughs> life is so, so busy. Yeah. We take on everybody else's responsibilities. We forget about our own health. So here you are now, you know, it's like a weight is lifted off your shoulders and you the kids are okay. Everyone survived this. And now yeah. you're saying, I gotta, I gotta function. I gotta focus on me. This is amazing. Exactly right. Oh, oh, okay. So I'm figuring this out slow, but sure. But what I've learned now, just to encapsulate it for everybody, and you'll figure out this more, it'll become more obvious what this really is all about. But in general, it's all about uh, addressing more, addressing the person, not just the symptoms that the person's having. It's about the doctor spending time listening to you, um, knowing your story, because God knows we all got a story, man. Yeah. Understanding genetics exposures, lifestyle factors, hey, anxiety, depression in the family, you name it. Any and all of those can turn on inflammation in the body that can lead to all sorts of chronic diseases and issues. And like I said, it, it'll make more sense as we dive into these top five things. But it seems so logical, right? Like why haven't we, <clears throat> and, and, and like I said, I think post-COVID, this is the perfect time to talk about this. Not that we shouldn't have been doing this before, but I think now more than ever, we're so in tune with our mental health or, you know, the problems we're all having with our mental health. Like, I think 
for the first time in a very long time, people are starting to truly talk about the two together and how your mental so affects your physical. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's really cool to hear like some of these physicians that I talk to now and so many of them are, are my friends now. I hear the traditional practice, you know, traditional doctors versus functional medicine doctors. Well, now they're starting to see each other's successes and they're now starting to work together. So it's, it's beyond cool. And so you're right. Cool. The time has come. The time yeah. is here. You just yeah. got to grab it. You got to go. You got to go know where to find it. You have to know where to find it and I'll help you find it. Yeah. So, so we're going to dive into your first point. You're, you're saying that it, functional medicine is so personalized, but, but I would think that part of the personalization of it is coming to the, you know, admitting to yourself that I might have some mental you know, some, some things going on mentally with me that could very well be affecting me physically. Like you have to actually admit that, don't you? Oh yeah. You can't, you can't get anywhere right until you admit it. Right. Right. That's how you move. That's how you move on. And, and so then that's how you create this personalization of it. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was so beyond burned out. I mean, 10 years, 15 years, at least. I mean, my God, it started when my career started. I was that go-getter. I was I was going to tackle this thing head on. And at this point in my life, now after the divorce, I'm finally in this good place to get in there, you know, get in there and get under the hood and figure it out. So the, the, the coolest thing is my first appointment, I spent half a day at the doctor's office. How about that? Wow. Who has that kind of experience? Right. Like a doctor. It, it was the best clinical experience of my life. Who can brag about that stuff? So the, the first 90 minutes I was with the doctor, Dr. Bergman, he didn't miss a thing. He he got my history, he got my life, he got my background, he got my eating habits, my sleeping habits. I mean, I was blown away. I knew this guy was going to help me. I knew he was going to help me get underneath it all and solve this mystery of some really bizarre stuff that had been happening to me that I will share with you. But um, after that appointment with him, I moved over to the nutritionist and her name is Bridget Tegemeyer. She should be a household name by then. I'm telling you, she's fascinating. She's beyond inspiring. I, I even asked her and Dr. Bergman to be, um, UBS keynote speakers at a special client event we had at the Cleveland Art Museum. So there cool. were 50 women in that room and they were on the edge of their seat. I was one of them. It, it was amazing. At the end of the day, they, they uh, got a standing ovation. Next, I went over to the life coach. So that was my third appointment of the day. And she this is still all, all the same day. Yeah, this half day, half day. It's I could have stayed there for three days. I wanted to, I didn't want to leave. Right. So she teaches me about apps for meditation, meal planning, told me I could call her right anytime I needed her. Aww. So I had all three of these at my disposal now going forward. And so Incredible. It, this is amazing. And so how long, how long now have, has it been that functional medicine has been a, a daily part of your life? About six, maybe six, seven years ever since they opened. Okay. And so clearly, right, this is, this is a lifelong journey. This is something that you will continue to do and practice forever because let's face it, you and I both know life turns on a dime. So while you could, hmm. right, everything could be okay today, tomorrow, like, the, the proverbial, you know what, can hit the fan. And then that's where we're starting from square one. You got it. 
you, you got it. I mean, who wants a journey like this to end, man? Right. Good health isn't a one and done. It, I want to feel great as I go here, as I age. I want to get more powerful as I age. If there's one thing I've learned, though, that there are no quick fixes fixes for this. There's no one pill. That, that's gone. Yeah. And it, it, it took me years to get this way and come to find that it would take me years to unravel this and figure it out. And in my case, the root cause of my symptoms came from like multiple hits, things I was doing or things I wasn't doing. So let me tell you, I never for a minute thought I was living an unhealthy lifestyle, quite the opposite. After all, I would say, hey, I'm a, I'm a former triathlete. I, I still swim 10 miles a week. I, I was doing 20, 30 miles a week, wow. lifting weights. I do Peloton on top of that. Um, I've been in tune to healthy eating since the beginning, but, but the real kicker here came when I, when I learned about stress and what it was doing to me. Oh, interesting. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. First of all, that all this, um, is because of stress, the impact of stress. I mean, this stress is so, so important that it's actually your third point here. The impact of stress on your body. We need to start to pay more attention to it. Period. End of story. Uh, pr pretty much. There was another weird thing that I'll share with you from testing, but stress pretty much brought me to my knees. Wow. Hey, and thank God, man. Thank God. Because because I am in a new place and I like it. I like this place and I'm older. I'm older and I still like it. OK, so I, I think we all like a certain amount of stress. And, and remember, a certain amount of stress is good for us. So stress from a nice run, stress from, I don't know, planning a party or closing a deal at work. I mean, that that's good stuff. The problem is like many of us can't turn it off. We, yeah. we love the rush. And, and to make matters worse, we've all been led to believe that you don't get to the top without right. working 15 hour days. And, and never missing that six mile run before dawn. And then on top of that, shun sleep like it's for the week. And then we go on to pass the insanity to the kids by overscheduling them. And then some of us throw in a divorce like I did. Right. I mean, no wonder. Right. Same. No, but it's the truth. Someone said to me once, you sleep when you die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? It, it, yeah. I mean, that's a cruel joke now, isn't it? I mean, it is. It's a horrible thing. But but you're right. This is how we're, at least the world Per, we're, perceives us, right? We need to we need to do all these things and be scheduled twenty four seven, or we're slackers. You bet, you bet, yeah. And and just ask any new kid on the block uh, training to be an investment banker. It's still right. that way, right. still that way. So I, I just wonder how many of us, how many of us, have to really get in there and fight this mindset every day? Because I, I know I do. I do I'm a blatant stress junkie, and it and it turns out that the stress, among other things. I said, caused this autoimmune issue um, that was never flagged in my 40s. And, and I call my 40s the lost decade. Yeah. I woke up every day desperate for sleep. Yeah. And to top it off, you know, like my mom would throw out a comment there that my complexion was gray. I wasn't looking so good. And I'm thinking, what? What? Whoa. So the stress eventually got the best of me. I, I hit the trifecta when I woke up one day. With 50% hearing loss in my left ear, Bell's palsy, and I couldn't get out of bed for three weeks because I was too weak. So eventually, you know, I thought, okay, this is weird. I'm going to the ER. 
the the ER doctor thought I was having a stroke. I thought, what are you talking about? I, I, I remember being so insulted that he thought I was having a stroke. Holy and I'm telling cow. you, you're crazy. I, I'm an athlete, for God's sake. Well, you know, look at me. What are you talking about? I was, it was such an idiot. So thankfully, it wasn't a stroke, but no one had a clue what was wrong. No one had a clue. And I wouldn't piece it all together until at least a year later when I stepped into that door at the functional medicine department. And the first thing he found out at the surface, just, you know, the first thing was I had hypothyroidism. So then that can lead to all sorts of things if, it, things it's, if it's unaddressed. Then he quickly brought me up to speed on how the stress was adding fuel to the fire, which obviously then explains some of the issues. But so, you know, step one, I, I had to go figure out how to breathe. So I do a lot of box breathing. Maybe you've heard of that. Yeah. I had to meditate. I had to learn how to meditate. You know. I'm not the person that meditates, okay? It, it took so much for me to figure this out. And I do it now, at least five days a week. Wow, I'm, yeah. I'm, right, I'm that person. I joke that if you tell me to find my inner eye one more time, I'm gonna punch you. Yeah, exactly. right? <laughs> yeah. who has time for that? Who has the time? <laughs> right, I'm that person because I, I wake up every, every morning at four o'clock. Every morning, oh. my, my brain just... It's on a roller coaster and it's, I'm like a hamster. On, I am, I am you prior to you finding the right answers here. It's terrible. You know what? I, I guarantee you get, if you're going to be that hamster on the wheel and you start to meditate, you're, that wheel is going to slow down, girl. And you're going to feel it. You're going to feel good. I know. And, and I've learned about so many other things like Qigong. I still read countless books on the subject of, of all these different subjects, but I've, I've got to throw this book out here because it's a life changer. It's called Brave New Medicine by Dr. Cindy Lee. She's an MD. We'll wait to hear her story. So going on, I, I from there, I learned about wearables to help me track my sleep. I was, I was so into this now. I was, I, I was trying to figure this out. This wearable tracks my recovery from exercise. It tracks my HRV, tracks my temperature. It tells me if I had a bad sleep score. And if I ignore it, I know I, I'm ignoring the fact that I'm exhausted. And therefore, if I ignore it and go exercise and work out like a maniac, my cortisol is going to climb. And, and so will my weight. My, yeah. my weight will reflect it and I'll be pissed. So this aura ring that I have, it, it's like my secret weapon. I'm telling you. I've, I've so, heard of this and it's O-U-R-A. O-U-R-A. And, and just for full disclosure, we have no financial stake in this company at all. No, absolutely um, not. Right. But I wish I did. <laughs> Too bad it's not public. I, it will be soon it. enough. It will be soon That's, enough. So, so moving on to your fourth point is that person, this personalized testing, you know, and yeah. this whole notion, first of all, this whole notion that uh, somebody spent a couple hours talking to you and learning about you is, is, you know, it's that's groundbreaking in and of itself for those of us that have been in and out of doctor's offices in 10 minutes flat. So yeah. this whole notion, right, that we want to get to know everything about you, that's a total game changer. You betcha. You, you betcha. So, you know, after calming down, after calming, you know, what down, I, I started to change. So I was really excited about going the next step and starting these testing things. So th this was a huge surprise for me. So based on my long list of symptoms, my blood work and all this stuff, the doctor said, hey, you know what? I think we should test for metal toxicity. And I thought, yeah, whatever that is, sure. <laughs> right. 
So I will never forget this man telling me I had mercury toxicity and the worst he and his colleagues had ever seen at the Cleveland Clinic. Oh, my God. So he tells me, okay, uh, you know what? This is going to take you about a year to detox. So off I went again. I thought, yeah, I'm game. I'm doing it. Let's do it. So he gave me the instructions. I had to do this chelating detox. I took supplements. I had four mercury fillings removed. I limited all like, my Like literally from your teeth. Oh, yeah. Oh, girl. And I was in a hazmat suit. Let me tell you. It, oh was, my God. it, it was a process and a costly one, but worth every penny. And I'll, I'll tell you why in a sec. I also um, limited my seafood to wild salmon, which has a very low mercury content typically. Um, you know, gave up tuna, which has on the other end of the spectrum the highest. Right. And I also, um, you know, I wanted to speed this thing along. So I incorporated uh, weeks and weeks of infrared sauna. And I'll never forget my first infrared sauna session was in New York at that clean market in Midtown. Oh, yeah. And I went in there, I was so excited, but the temperature of this, this room, this sauna was 140 degrees. I was in there 30 or 40 minutes. I did not sweat one single drop. And it took me five sessions. And I finally saw that little beautiful drop of bead of sweat coming down my forearm and off my elbow. And I mean... I was so happy because the floodgates broke open from there and I started to sweat it out. But that's how blocked I was. That's what mercury does to your body. So, so you were in a sauna and didn't sweat. No. Just no. to clarify this. And it took you yeah. five sauna visits to yeah, finally like Yeah, cumulatively. Look at it cumulatively. Like four hours. Oh, my <laughs> God. Nothing. So think about that. So, all right. So now it's not... A year later, like he said, it's three months later, the brain fog is lifted, like serious brain fog. My mood and my energy was off the charts. So now I feel strong and I can age with power. This is this is what I'm saying to myself. Like, this is incredible. So this, as you can imagine, this was light one's curios curiosity off the charts, right? I, I was yeah. at a new place. So I was open to anything and everything. So think about it. This guy was so right to perform that test. And he only performed it because he heard me. He heard me tell him that my 40s was my last decade and my 50s was no walk in the park, my early 50s. So I would never have made all these discoveries and made these shifts in my lifestyle had I not walked through door number one, okay? So that old narrative from my primary care physician, now it's faded, it's gone. I was told, you know, go home, don't worry about it, just get some more rest. Never mind that. That is gone. That that is over for me. Over. This is amazing. So I, I'm there's two takeaways here though. One, clearly you need the right doctors on the other side. But I do think that we have to take personal responsibility here to actually be honest. Like I think a lot of people go into the doctor's office and they're like, ah, I don't even want to talk about this. I don't want to tell him tell him or her it's not a big deal. So I do think that we have to take some personal responsibility here to say how we are feeling and not be embarrassed by it because we think it just makes us sound weak. So, so there, yeah. this has to be part of the equation, right? Yeah. And the other side of it is somebody's got to be there to listen. Yeah, that's for sure. That is for sure. Yeah. Holy and, cow. 
And so it's so interesting that you're saying you had to, clearly you had to change the way you were eating. And I'm with you. I feel like I'm pretty healthy. I mean, I'm, I, I can eat a whole bag of Werther's. It's like my weakness, but other than that, I think I eat pretty clean. Meanwhile, I'm probably, there, there are probably things that are causing inflammation that I don't even know about. So you have this whole new approach to nutrition as well too, don't you? Oh, like, like you can't believe. Yeah. So, so it, it was such an education for me. And I'm not talking about grandma's food pyramid here, man. This is far different. I take this route, this food route pretty seriously now. And, you know, like I said, I always had, I grew up with a very holistic oriented mom and, and she helped, you know, create that pathway for me, but I love this stuff. So what I did first is I did that food sensitivities test out there. Yep. And, and so now I know what to avoid for me. Like it's, it's dairy. I'm sensitive to dairy, gluten, green peppers, um, tea, and certain types of lettuce, but who cares? Cause it's only iceberg lettuce. So it yeah. doesn't really bother me, but I got you. So I know that if I eat those things consistently, then, you know, my body's just going to get more inflamed. So I'm, I'm trying to go the other way. Wow. So m- many of us also dread the trip to the grocery store. I love it. I see, I see it as this huge opportunity. It's like a discovery zone for me. And that's thanks to Bridget, um, you know, the nutritionist that I spoke about. Can you, would you reiterate her name again? And I'll put, I'll put it in writing. And again, we have no financial responsibility to her. We get nothing from her, but um, tell no, us her no. name. She's just a great friend now. Um, Bridget, B-R-I-G-I-D is in David. Titkemeyer, T I T. G-E-M-E-I-E-R, if, I, if I've got that right. Okay. Um, and just Google her name because both of these practitioners that I worked with have moved on now. Um, they've left the clinic and they've, they're doing their own gigs now. It's pretty cool. Um, so you'll, you'll find them if you, if you Google them, no question. But, but this, is a, this is a thing. Like this is, you know, I remember someone once saying, you are, we're so picky about the gas we put in our car, but we have no problem, right? Drinking a diet. So, I mean, I'm guilty of it. Drinking a diet soda or, you know, having 42 cups of coffee. And so it's, it's, it's fascinating, right? That this is, it's the fuel for our bodies. If we start to, we have to start to think of it that way. And, and so many of us do not. Yeah. And, and, and so many of us don't until we get into trouble, right? I mean, I, I just happened to get into trouble and I had to think about it. So. Um, Bridget did the coolest thing. She took me and some clients on a tour of a lifetime through Whole Foods. We, I swear, we spent the first hour navigating the produce section alone, learning about all these incredible things about fruits and vegetables. I mean, who the hell knew? Yeah. And now for me, it's like literally taking this trip down memory lane because when I walk in the grocery store and I see mushrooms, I don't look at them the same way anymore. I see them as brain food for me and and I need it. I want it. I want my memory intact. I want my cognition intact. Same thing for broccoli sprouts. Look it up. If you've never looked up broccoli sprouts, I'm not talking broccoli. Look up what sprouts do for your brain. Interesting. When I see cilantro or I see lemons, I grab them because I know it's going to help me detox all that stuff, not just metals, but other stuff. I also, I, I love fruit. So she's taught me walk on by those grapes. Those are, you know, the highest on the glycemic index. So opt for berries instead. So that's what I do. 
I also look for wild blueberries because they can also draw out toxins and they can actually draw out toxins from your brain tissue. Um, and then, Fascinating. you know, I know. I, by the way, I eat grapes by the pounds. Like I, the amount of money I spend <laughs> on grapes is just terrific. I might as well just eat Werther's. Um, I used to, I used to. It's crazy, but, but I mean, but this is the thing, like we need to, you know, and just in closing too, like your five things basically point us all to look inside. We all personally know, we, we all have a gut feeling that something's wrong if indeed it is and when it is. Like, I know I'm not sleeping good and I have to stand up and take responsibility for it and go to try to fix this. And to your point, you got to find someone who's actually going to pay attention to you. So, so this is like a two-pronged approach to, to getting better, basically. Yeah, you bet. I mean, there's so much incentive to do this. At the end of the day, I realize that this new you know, lifestyle could dramatically change a person's life on, on all levels, not just health-wise, but mentally, spiritually. And in my business, of course, I'm thinking financially, too. So I, I really just started to connect the dots here. If we feel good, we, we see that glass like overflowing, not even close to empty. And, and when we feel good, we're in sync to make better decisions. Our, you know, our goals, our aspirations are, are more creative and, and daring. And we're in this really good place to tackle them head on because we feel good. So I, like for me, I, I truly believe health is wealth. Like I, I can attest success is not all about the money. It, yeah. it, it can't be. It, it's the journey that drives wealth. It's, so I guess that's what I want really people to understand. I want people to think about it. If your goal is to achieve a sound balance sheet, I, I'd say back up, man. Yeah. Then focus on your on your sound mind and sound body first. That's what it took for me. But it's interesting because that's why I feel like the timing is perfect because especially of what we all have been through, I think, mm -hmm. you know, being locked, be, being locked down, being told you can't go somewhere, you can't see your loved ones. It makes you start to see the world differently. And not only do I want to be with them for as long as I possibly can, I want to be healthy so that I can enjoy them. And I think that that even goes to, we're seeing this whole, you know, movement with people changing jobs because their jobs might've been unhealthy for them. So you know, health is, is, there's a lot of layers to it and we need to start paying attention to it. And I love that health as well, because if you don't have your health, who gives a damn how much money you have? I yeah, mean, right. right. You can't, you can't spend yeah. it. You, you can't yeah. die with it. We know that. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter. You know, I almost feel like you're doing a, a better service to the world by telling this story, as opposed to us talking about how you can preserve capital. <laughs> well, listen, I don't think anybody would, would have heard this podcast. <laughs> we told them about the money, right? It, you're, you're so right. It, it, it's secondary to everything. It's secondary to everything. It is. Um, so, okay, before I let you go, because I really could keep talking to you. I think this is fascinating. Where, where should people go to get more information on this? Um, I would go to the IFM website if you're looking for a practitioner just Google IFM, Frank Mary, and then you just plug in your geographics and you're going to find functional practitioners that you didn't know existed. And then, you know, check out the reviews. But if they have that IFM certification, look, man, they, they spent 
probably a good year, year and a half. They're already doctors, but they they could they don't all have to be doctors. I mean, obviously, dietitians, nutritionists are doing this too. But this is their life's passion. If they're getting this certification, it takes a lot of work, and it's it's new information. It's it's advanced science, man. I mean, if we're still operating in our primary care physicians for our answers, you know, in their office, yeah. we're missing the boat. There's there's so much more and it's changing on a dime. So that would be the very first place I would go. I love it. Trisha, I can't thank you enough for sharing your story and being so honest about everything because this is pretty raw. This is amazing. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so happy to, to do that. So happy to be here. presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. Neither UBS Financial Services, Inc. nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. In providing wealth management services to clients, we offer both investment advisory and brokerage services, which are separate and distinct and differ in material ways. For information, including the different laws and contracts that govern, visit UBS.com forward slash working with us. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, SIPC.